Good afternoon, my fellow Americans. Welcome back to America First. I'm your host, JWR. We have a few things to talk about today, but before we get into that, we have a weekly segment of Today in History. Today in History, in 1794, Congress passed the Neutrality Act, banning Americans from serving in foreign armed forces. So, a little tidbit information for you. And now on to the news. First, President Joe Biden welcomed New Zealand's uh, Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern, Ardern to the White House during a meeting Tuesday the two discussed gun control uh, climate change and their support for the Ukraine government Ardern has been facing criticism at home for her stringent COVID lockdowns along with her failed zero COVID policy that caused mass protests across New Zealand nonetheless Biden said he and, he and Arden are on the same page and they share a similar political agenda we need your guidance. It's a pleasure to see you in person, Biden stated. You understand that your leader You understand that your leadership has taken on a critical role in this global stage and it really has galvanized or galvanizing action on climate change, a global effort to confront violence and extremism online like after the Christchurch. Uh, I want to work with you on that effort. Biden and Arden also agreed to work together on regulating technology companies, countering so-called white extremists, and advancing the green agenda. Next, the U.S. plans to urge the United Nations to impose further sanctions on North Korea if the Hermit Nation performs a nuclear weapons test in the future. While speaking to reporters Tuesday, U.N. Ambassador Linda Thomas-Greenfield said that she would ramp up pressure to put more sanctions in place if the tests occur. The UN ambassador's remarks comes as US, South Korean, and Japanese officials believe North Korea may soon carry out its first nuclear weapons test in nearly five years. Thomas Greenfield stressed the need to enforce already existing sanctions on North Korea to deter nuclear efforts. We absolutely will, she stated. First of all, we need to enforce the sanctions that we have already authority to enforce, and we certainly as we attempt in this last resolution, we will push for additional sanctions. Russia and China both oppose new sanctions and as permanent members of the Security Council hold veto power over any potential resolution on the issue presented to the panel. Next, the East Side Access Long Island Railroad Terminal now has a new name. It's now dubbed the Grand Central Madison due to its location underneath the iconic Grand Central Terminal. The 700,000 square foot station is a $11.1 billion project. The construction, which took 14 years to complete, will connect the Long Island Railroad to Manhattan's east side. It's the largest Long Island Railroad expansion in 112 years. Uh, the future is 2022. This will be accomplished, completed in its entirety, stated New York Governor Kathy Hochul. No more dragging heels, no more putting it off, no more delays because people have been waiting a long time to have a world-class experience when they board the trains at their home to Long Island. <clears throat> Meanwhile, it's also the largest passenger rail terminal to be built in the U.S. since the 1950s. So they're making... Some leaps there in New York, or yeah, Manhattan area. 
So, you know, taking some steps forward. But uh, on to the next, which, you know, isn't going to be good, but here we go. The baby formula out of stock rate has jumped to 70%. That's according to recent retail data firm uh, Data Assembly, which found the national spike to be more extreme in certain cities and states for the week ending uh, May 21st. As parents try and address the growing crisis, children with special needs or health issues who need certain formula to survive are more at risk. According to an exclusive report, 14-year-old Morgan Furman there we go. Has a rare genetic disorder and needs a specialized formula. Besides, or because of her disorder, her life expectancy isn't that isn't what a typical person would be, explained the teen's mother, Kathy Furman. If the formula, if that was the reason, I don't think I could ever forgive myself. As the shortage worsens, some parents are feeling responsible. While the U.S. is working to get more baby formula back on shelves, some practitioners are blaming the shortage on a drop in breastfeeding rates, which is a problem they said increased during the pandemic. The longer the crisis persists, however, the more, patient, more parents are searching for different alternatives to feed their children. Some have even tried making their own formula at home. It doesn't take much to make a baby become very sick, warned Jessica Smith, pediatrician at Mercy Clinic Pediatrics. Can have seizures, not get the calories they need, and end up in the hospital. So it is not safe to make your own formula at home. I would not even use your grandmother's recipe, uh, she said. Meanwhile, FDA Commissioner Robert Califf believes the shortage may be over within a few months. So... Hopefully it is, because some newborns coming. We got one coming. Hopefully, uh, you know, they restock. Is I mean, you know, some people can't do all that stuff, but, you know. I don't know, hopefully it gets better. Anyway, on to the next. Texas Governor Greg Abbott called for the formation of a special leg legislative committees to address school safety in the wake of the recent mass shooting at Robb Elementary School. On Wednesday, Abbott requested the creation of the committees through a letter addressed to Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick and House Speaker Dan Bellin, P-H-E-L-A-N. As Texans mourn the tragedy that occurred at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde last week, we as a state must recess, reassess the twin issues of school safety and mass violence, Abbott wrote. As leaders, we must come together at this time to provide solutions to protect all Texans. The committees would examine and develop legislative recommendations on school safety, mental health, police training, social media, firearm safety, and more. Texas is among 14 states where only the governor has the power to call a special session. During his governorship, Abbott has ordered five special sessions to address matters including abortion laws, COVID relief funding, a transgender sports ban, bail reform, and voting laws. Abbott believes legislative leaders must come together to provide solutions to protect all Texans. He said that existing laws would not have stopped the rampage in Uvalde. Sorry. Next. On Tuesday, a graduation gathering in New Orleans ended in tragedy. Gunfire erupted just after Morris Jeff High School ceremony, which was held on the campus of Xavier University. 
The shooting left one person dead and two others injured. Authorities said gunfire erupted after a fight broke out between two females in the parking lot. We just heard gunshots, said recent graduate Raynell Robinson. Uh, they were fighting. My cousin said they're fighting over there. Let's go. Oh, they. my cousin said they're fighting over there. Let's go. Then I heard gunshots. Two male victims sustained non-life-threatening injuries. Officials identified the deceased victim as 80-year-old Augustine Greenwood, a grandmother who had just watched her youngest grandson graduate. Please, people, stop the violence, Greenwood's daughter shared. A message to the young ladies that started all of this. Today you took my world away from me and my family. All you had to do was walk away. It was a graduation for my son. My mom was so happy to see her youngest grandchild graduate. You have ruined my son and family's world. All you have to do with all you had to do was walk away. According to investigators, two or three people have been detained for questioning. They have asked anyone with information pertaining to the shooting to immediately contact the New Orleans Police Department or Crime Stoppers. So, it's always sad to see. Very tragic. You know, hopefully we can get a, get a handle on things. Uh, but yes, like she said, the mother said, you can always walk away. So, if you can walk away, walk away. Never know whose life you're going to impact. Our hearts go out to that family and all the families of shootings. And, uh, yeah. Next, President Joe Biden hailed Admiral Linda Fagan Fagan as the 27th commandant of the U.S. Coast Guard. During a change of command ceremony on Wednesday, Biden said there is no more qualified to lead the proud men and women of the Coast Guard. The promotion made her the first woman to lead a branch of, of the military in American history. Admiral Fagan has served with the Coast Guard for 41 years after graduating from the Academy in 1985. Admiral Fagan is part of a generation of pioneering women in the force, and this ceremony is historic and a historic first in that effort, Biden stated. Promotion earned through a career of outstanding leadership and accomplishment. Now we need to keep working to make sure Admiral Fagan may be the first but not the only person. Meanwhile, Biden commended uh, Admiral Fagan for her decades of service while adding she was shown she has shown exceptional exceptional skill, integrity, and commitment to the United States. So congratulations, Admiral. Wish you luck. Next, on Thursday, President Joe Biden and his National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan met with NATO Chief Jens Stoltenberg Stoltenberg. To discuss the Ukraine crisis and three officials spoke at the White House about the bids by Sweden and Finland to join NATO amid opposition by Turkey. The decision by Finland and Sweden to apply for NATO membership are historic, said Stoltenberg. They will strengthen our alliance. We have to address the security concerns of all allies and I'm confident that we will find the united way forward. In recent days, Turkey accused Sweden and Finland of supporting terrorism. He believes those countries have no place in NATO. 
Uh, he also acknowledged that NATO is preparing for a long-lasting conflict in Ukraine. Wars are by nature unpredictable, and therefore we just have to be prepared for the long haul, he stated. Stoltenberg declared that while NATO does not want confrontation with Russia, the Western Military Alliance has a responsibility to support Ukraine. He plans to meet with leaders from those three countries in the coming days. The easiest way to get more grain out of out and to reduce the pressure on food prices is for the for President Putin to end the war, the NATO chief voiced. As long as that's not the case, I welcome the effort by different countries. Stoltenberg said he looks forward to welcoming President Biden to the NATO summit in Madrid in the coming weeks. Next, Ford is adding thousands of union jobs in three states including Michigan, Missouri, and Ohio as part of its plan to accelerate production of electric vehicles. This is the first time in my career that we are expanding the plant before the plant is built, said Kumar Hortra, president of Ford Blue. The reservations were so much higher than the production capacity that we had put in. Koholtra made the announcement at its assembly plant in Sheffield, Ohio. The company will also work on building two new redesigned combustion engine models. Hundreds of workers cheered on the news alongside Governor Mike DeWine. DeWine. The ingenuity and talent of Ohio's automotive workforce for second to none, are second to none, and Ford's investment in Avon Lake will play an essential role in growing the EV space, voiced DeWine. Ford has been a part in Ohio for generations, and its confidence in the Ford Ohio assembly plant operation secures EV operations in Lorain County that will be critical for decades to come. I want to thank all the workers. Give yourself a hand. Uh, Ford is investing $3.7 billion in the three states over the next four days, or four years, sorry, four years. And $1 billion will go towards... Uh, improving the work experience in its factories. The company said 3,000 temporary workers will be converted to full-time with pay raises and benefits. We've been waiting for this day for a long time, stated Jason Williams, a union bargaining representative at the plant. We're trying to secure the future for our kids, our families, families of the community. In addition to the 1,800 jobs, Ford is adding to Sheffield. 90 more will be added in other factories in Ohio. The company will also hire more than 1,100 workers in Missouri, and 2,000 will be added at three of its plants in Detroit, Michigan. About 1,200 will be hired at other facilities in the state. So, good on Ford. Getting some people some jobs. Next, the House Judiciary Committee held a hearing on legislation seeking to further gun control in the wake of several mass shootings across the nation. On Thursday, the Democrat-led House panel met for an emergency session to discuss a package of measures called the Protecting Our Kids Act. Despite Republican lawmakers' concerns that Democrats are politicizing mass shootings, Committee Chair Jerry Nadler emphasized lawmakers must act swiftly. You say it's too soon to take action that we are politicizing these tragedies to enact new policies, he stated. It has been 23 years since Columbine, 15 years since Virginia Tech, 10 years since Sandy Hook, 7 years since Charleston, 4 years since Parkland and Santa Fe, 
and the Tree of Life Synagogue <coughs> sorry, in, in Pittsburgh. It's been three years since El Paso. It has been a week since we learned uh, again that gun violence can reach any of our children and grand grandchildren at any time. Republicans on the panel argued it's too soon. Specifically, Representative Jim Jordan emphasized protecting children is not a Republican or Democrat issue. Meanwhile, GOP Congressman Matt Gates uh, called consideration of gun control legislation at this time irresponsible. He also said Democrats have no idea if the bill they are pushing would act actually be effective. It is reflexive and it is irresponsible to consider bills while we're still trying to figure out what happened in some of these circumstances that you suggest animated the need for this hearing, said the Florida Republican. Uh, the chairman refer referenced Uvalde in the first moments of this hearing, but yet we're still deciphering key elements of the law enforcement response of the physical plant of uh, points of intrusion, uh, he said. The legislation would raise the age for buying a semi-automatic rifle from 18 to 21 years old and allow states to crack down on gun trafficking. It would also ban high-capacity ammunition magazines and the sale of ghost gun kits, as well as require a firearm-safe storage. In the meantime, as the debate in the House continues, the legislation faces a tougher path in the Senate as the bill will need at least 10 Republican votes in the upper chamber to move forward. So we will keep you up to date on that. That way you guys know what's Next. Schools in Ohio may be a bit safer in the near future as the state legislature passed a, passes a bill allowing school employees to arm themselves with 24 hours of intense training. The Ohio Senate passed House Bill 99 on Wednesday. Critics argue the bill sends the wrong message to children in the wake of the tragic school shooting in Texas. Opponents said if it would give, that it would give schools an option to protect America's children. Last week, I called on the General Assembly to pass a bill that would allow local school districts to designate armed staff for school security and safety, said Ohio Governor Mike DeWine. My office worked with the General Assembly to remove hundreds of hours of uh, curriculum irrelevant to school safety to ensure training requirements were specific to a school environment and contained significant scenario-based training. House Bill 99 accomplishes these goals and I thank the General Assembly for passing this bill to protect Ohio children and teachers. I look forward to signing this important legislation. Lawmakers on both sides of the aisle made their cases in support or opposition to the bill. Many Republicans said now more than ever it is time to act. Our teachers didn't sign up for this job to be sharpshooters, voiced Michelle Mueller, a member of a gun safety group called Moms Demand Action. They will tell you in their own voice they are there to educate our children. Others pointed to the fact that, other, that after major tragedies or threats, security has been boosted where those events took place, but not in schools. The training would include how to stop an active shooter, how to de-escalate a violent situation, trauma and first aid care, at least four hours of scenario-based or simulated training exercises, and a completion of tactical live firearms training. More guns in schools only increases the uh, only increases the have to have guns. 
high school student Catherine um sorry got cut off there uh anyway high school student said uh I wouldn't know best I'm a teenager we get up even when we don't mean to meaning that it could cause more harm if something started and crossfire started happening uh let's see slight changes made in the senate mean that mean the bill will now head back to the house for a final vote it will then be sent to dewine's desk to be signed if signed each school district will be able to decide if their staff can carry firearms and schools will be able to require more training if they find it necessary so we will keep you up to date on that next and finally Police in Oklahoma revealed there was uh, intent behind the fatal shooting in Tulsa. On Thursday, Tulsa PD confirmed the target of the deadly shooting was Dr. Preston Phillips at St. Francis Hospital. At 4.52 p.m. on June 1st, a third party who was on a video chat off location with an on-location doctor called 911, said Tulsa Police Chief Wendell Franklin. The doctor told her to call 911 saying there had been a shooting. A letter recovered from the, on the gunman, Identif identified as Michael Lewis, made it clear he came to the hospital with the intent to kill Phillips. Uh, Phillips performed back surgery on the gunman on May 19th, and he was seeking additional help for ongoing pain. After continuously asking for help, police say the gunman blamed him for his suffering. The gunman purchased a semi-automatic handgun at a local pawn shop on May 29th and an AR-15 style rifle on June 1st just hours before entering the hospital. Police received multiple calls of a shooter and quickly responded to the scene. As officers were calling out Tulsa police and advancing towards the suspect's location, they heard a gunshot, stated Franklin. Uh, we believe that was the final gunshot with the suspect taking his own life. A total of four people were killed, Dr. Phillips, Dr. St uh, Stefani Hewson, receptionist Amanda Glenn, as well as a patient, Willem, William Love. The mayor of Tulsa spoke with Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt. He voiced flags statewide to be lowered at half-staff until sundown on June 5th in honor of the four victims killed. Our hearts go out to those victims' families, and uh, hopefully, I mean, that's a bad situation. So, try, I don't just take me back to uh you can always walk away and for those of you out there you know like i always say stay safe keep yourselves protected don't take any risks uh just try to keep yourself safe and your loved ones safe and uh yeah but uh that's all we have this week thank you for listening on today's episode be sure to check out previous episodes to stay up to date and follow us on Twitter at capital S, lowercase c-m-b-a-g, capital N. Any and all profits, including sponsor revenue and viewer donated revenue, will be donated to the Serious Fund Network for Disabled Kids. So if you do decide to donate to us, you know where your money is going. But until the next time, America, I've been your host, JWR. And remember, stay informed, stay involved, and keep America first.